You're listening to The Big Show. They score! With Russick and Rose. He rips the puck off the bar and in. His second goal of the game makes it 5-0 Flames. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. Robbed by Markstrom. What a save. It's loose. And Markstrom makes another miraculous stop. This is Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh, hi there. Thursday, the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, downtown studio. We're on the air. We're working. We're on the air. We're having a nice little off-air conversation about the fight this weekend in Saudi Arabia. I had no idea it was happening. At least the music. Ganu Fury. What? At least the music's still playing. (laughs) Yeah. You extended the bed, which was was great. No, great job. Cause it it, ta- it died. It was like, did the, <laughs> did, the, did, the, did the uh did the alarm go off? Do we have alarm there? The off air alarm? Yeah, but it takes like ten seconds. Oh yeah, when that big blue light goes on, you're in trouble. Okay. Yeah, flash is blue. Um, hey, it's Thursday. I mentioned it's the big show. I did. We're live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Doug Lacey serving Calgary and Southern Alberta since 1992. You got a question about basements? I do. Why wouldn't you? Visit dlbasementsystems.com. Um, we got a good Thursday playing for you. We got a lot of we got some fun stuff to do. We got one of those list things to do at eight o'clock. You know how we always talk about me specifically? Um, the flames don't have a game breaker. Mm-hmm. Well, Maddie and I, and you can be in on this exercise at eight o'clock. Well, I made it. Okay. Um I made my game breakers. We're going to talk about who is a game breaker in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time would be the best player on the Calgary Flames. I threw a little wrinkle in there. What do you mean by, but I thought the, the basis was that the Flames don't have a game breaker. So all of these players would be the best player on the Flames. Okay. Yeah. Essentially. Right. Like, but yeah. But I like, that's kind of what I'm saying too. Like for instance, like uh, Austin Matthews mm. is a game breaker, and he would be the best player. Went on the, the Toronto guy there. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, American too. Um, you know, I love the good old stars just, and stripes. Just ballpark. How long is your list? It's long. Like I, I didn't, I didn't make the list specifically yet. Mm. But Julian McKenzie and I driving back from ball hockey. We listed a ton of players. I love like, those conversations. Is long like a hundred people? Like no, 50, no. Like no. I have twelve. You Ooh, 12. Mine's way longer than twelve. I have thirty. You have thirty. Oh yeah, like my I'm, I'm probably between. I'm in the middle between twelve and thirty. Mm-hmm. And we'll do that at eight o'clock. Okay, I love it. All right. See, this was this is one of the fun parts that we didn't have to set how many people and stuff because yeah. this yeah. is this uh, is the idea. Purely subjective. What, what is your idea of a guy who is a game breaker? Yeah, I don't have any goalies on my list. For what no, it's worth, no, I no kept goalies. it to skaters. Yes, skaters. I know there's a couple of guys that would certainly belong in the category. But like we saw Shesterkin when he did the Flames. 
Ottinger in the postseason that one year yeah, was yeah, a yeah. game breaker. List might be a little I didn't add any de- defensemen. List is going to get a little bigger. Okay, okay. yeah. So yeah. I, well, I've got a handful. I twelve of forwards. Yeah. Kale McCarr is a game breaker. Yeah, there. I had like four or five defensemen. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That many? Mm, uh, I've got the list right in front. Uh, one, two, three. Yeah, had a big, had a big four. My third man, Julian McKenzie, the athletic, on the way home from ball hockey last night. So we'll do that at eight o'clock. Okay, sounds so good. We'll talk Flames at eight, and we'll also give you like we tell you, oh, you know, they don't have a game breaker. Well, give me some game breakers in the NHL that would be better than anything the Calgary Flames have right now. Yeah, and then I'm excited to see what kind of what the listeners think. Yeah, because that's once again completely subjective. Yep. When you hear the term game breaker, sure. Um, Ross Tucker, Ross Tucker podcast, NFL analyst for CBS Sports and Westwood One, going to join us at the top of the hour. Hey, we got football tonight. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, Bills and Buccaneers. Uh, Bills defense just ravaged with injuries, and uh, the offense looks kind of meh. I'm going to ask Ross this hot takey question because mm-hmm. I like to ask hot takey questions sometimes. Sure. More fraudulent Super Bowl contender, Bills or Dolphins? Mm-hmm. I love it. Love the frauds popping up now. I would like to see them battle in a postseason matchup. In a fish to tank? decide who oh. is the in a fish tank, sure. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the Dolphins have a serious advantage. I think Miami needs, think Miami needs yeah, to be in Florida that's, that's for a this. Good point. Yeah. Now, if they, they play on the plains, the Dolphins are gonna be in trouble. That's right. Yeah, that's a like, really good point by you. Like they they can't go up into upst- uh, western New York here's in January. An- here's another thing for today. Bills run game this year. No good. Yeah. Might get some rain. About 60 degrees Fahrenheit, which comes up to about 15 degrees Celsius. Uh, a little bit of wind kicking in there, too. And a slight chance of rain there in Buffalo today, too. So um, maybe another thing to just keep in mind if you're yeah. thinking of throwing a little bit of cheddar down on the tilt tonight. Um, that's one thing. Uh, my man, uh, Todd Furman uh, from the Bet the Board podcast, uh, guest on Inside the Lines for years and years and years. Poor one out for Inside the Lines. <laughs> the number one thing that affects... NFL football and gambling. It's not rain. It's wind. Wind is oh, the yeah. number one thing that affects because it affects everything. The passing game, the kicking yep. game, everything. They can play through rain. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Balls get dried off. Quarterbacks can wear gloves. Receivers wear gloves. They can get through the rain. Yeah, there's more chance for fumbles, obviously, because yep. the ball gets slick. But wind is the number one deterrent uh, for scoring in the National Football League. Not even snow. It's wind. Yeah. Wind, wind, wind. Yeah, that checks out because it becomes so much more unpredictable i think like wind and rain you can still predict a lot of stuff as far as the direction of a person's body and stuff mm-hmm. like that that checks out um although yeah i think it's a you know more than non-zero chance that snow rain also have an effect so. yep oh no it does it absolutely does it's just weird that it's that warm in buffalo late october you know the bills are favored by nine and a half that feels like a lot oh are you already tipping your hand right now to our big bets we're just talking about football and the game here tonight i'm just saying like that that kind of is a barometer on like are you what jumping I like on expect? hashtag time to bake <laughs> that's a great hashtag it is a good hashtag yeah. i think i might jump on just time because to bake. i do like to bake yeah i like that one I I always loved the Titans one was hashtag tighten up. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> I tighten up for the Titans it's is why, excellent. It's why since the start of the postseason I said, you know what? I'm I think I'm behind the Diamondbacks. Hashtag create chaos. That is a hell of a slogan. It is. And boy did they ever. Did they yeah, World Series tomorrow. <laughs> yes, I think we'll sir. have a guest for that. 
incredible stuff. I think we'll have a guest for that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, Media also, day today. See um, if anybody says anything fun or yeah, exciting. Maybe. Probably not. Um, Corey Sarich, former NHL defenseman, mm-hmm. 730. Mm-hmm. Going to join us. Sportsnet uh, hockey analyst will join us as well. Uh, talk flames, tee up the flames and blues tonight. Gonna get that, uh, gonna get to that in a minute. But um, our little show has reach sometimes. Mm-hmm. It has reach. Mm. Like we do our little show here from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio in beautiful Calgary, Alberta, Canada world. <laughs> and uh, we had Maddie D, Maddie Devil, and the voice of the Toronto Raptors on Raptors with a big three point win last night over the T Wolves. Um, but Pascal Siakam, Spicy P, mm-hmm. hit a three ball, shot it beyond the arc, nailed it. And we asked Matty D, specifically because our man Brent Cron was in studio yesterday, hey, can you give Winkler Manitoba a shout out? And how long did it take? Minutes into the broadcast. Uh, do you have the clip, GVP? Barnes offensive rebound, Pascal. And yes, indeed. The third time's a charm as he knocks it down from Winkler. Boom! Yes! yes, yes. First points of the Raptors season. Winkler. Love it. I was ecstatic. I was out with uh, the better half, and uh, her brother was down in town. We were going for dinner. Hmm. and uh, Was it I, delightful? It was delightful. Was it wonderful? Oh, it was really good. Okay. It was unreal. Model milk. Try the Cali. Um, went there, and uh, before, went to a little bar. And we're all, you know, catching up and stuff. And I just, every time out of the corner of my eye, they had the Raptors game on the go. And I saw the first three, and then my phone started buzzing because of you guys. And I was like, we did it. Yep. We did it, guys. We did it. it. Yep. Winkler, Manitoba. I love it. I love that Matty D uh, right away wrote it down. He's like, yep, I'll do it for you guys. And he delivered. Our show has reach. Yeah, he could have been like Hamilton. He could have been like anything on that first one. He could have saved Winkler to like the fourth quarter. Even though the Raptors' offense dried up the rest of the way, but still, like it was great. Yeah, it, was it was great awesome. to get it off the off the off the yeah, snide, right, right off the snap, right there. We'll have uh, we'll have Brent Cron in studio tomorrow because the Flames play tonight, yeah. and we'll get his thoughts on that. I'm sure he's really excited about that. Um, also, when it comes to Brent Cron, I've been trying to search it out. Do we do we have the clip of him being selected in the first round? By the I Calgary cannot Flames? find that. It is so hard to find. There's Where like, is no, it? I have there, no idea. I don't know why I, like, I can't find any. I've ser- tried to search the 2000 draft like just to watch it on YouTube because it was at the Saddle Dome. Yeah, you can't find it. Okay, so- the only selection I can find on YouTube is Marion Gabrick. Okay, and uh, hmm. uh, Di Pietro was first, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you could find that one. Oh yeah. Okay, so um, as I do this on the air, that a lot of people don't care about this. We just want to we want to build an intro for Brent Cron, and obviously that draft pick audio yeah. is. Like but the, the Winkler pick. Manitoba one for Matty D definitely yeah. gonna make it. Oh yeah, but we want the uh, we want the audio. So uh, I don't know if you knew this, Patrick, yeah. because Sportsnet now owns the rights. They have all the rights to the previous stuff. So we need to get in touch with somebody. The archives. Yes, and they will find that clip for us. Yeah, I'll do some digging here. Yeah, that you we could actually find that clip. Even if it was broadcast on the other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they we okay. own the NHL right. rights now. All right. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. It's not like Gord Miller's making the pick. No, no. You want to hear the the GM at the time would have been God, who the hell was the GM? Who was the GM at the time? In two thousand. Cron two thousand. Um well it would have been before Sutter. Craig Button? Yeah, it might have been yeah. Button. Was it Button? Yeah. Could have been Button. 
yeah, there you go. Hell of a pick. So want to hear it? Sure. Uh, yeah, it was. It was Greg Greg Button's first ever draft. Hell yeah. yeah. I want to hear it. I want to get that clip. And I'm sure Brent Cron would like to hear it. Yeah, the the draft clip stuff, like it, it's not the same as it once was. Like I think the Flames back then were very quick. I can't remember who I was recently looking for their draft stuff. Um, and it's hard to find. It's usually very quick. It's a lot of the broadcast guys talking over picks and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. We'll try and find I, I, it. But. I'd like to find the clip. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So Flames, it's Flames game day, by the way. Cron had it scrubbed from the internet. Yeah, he did. He paid for it to have it scrubbed. Um, it's a Calgary Flames game cheap. day. <laughs> brought to you by South Point Toyota. Pre-game with Pat Steinberg is at 6 p.m. Puck drop with Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson goes at 7. Patty, do you like George's read voice? As soon as he goes into a read, it, yes, just, it's it, just, it becomes a little bit, it's got a little bit more of a cadence to it, yeah. a little bit more of a tempo. A more. I like it. Matt, Matty, I'm a bleeping pro. Yeah, it's just I'm pro. unbelievable. Yeah. So good. So this is the voice I use when we when we talk, Yeah, because I'm just talking. But when you have to sell something. I, you got to hit the right words. You have to hit the right words. Did you ever take in broadcasting school that you didn't graduate? Did what? you um? Did that's you have a, to mark your copy? That's my thing to that's say. That's old school. That's not your I know. Thing to say. Okay. Did you ever <laughs> mark your copy? Uh, what do you mean mark your copy? See, then you didn't do it. What? Like so, Jerry Howarth, legendary Blue Jays announcer, Jerry Howarth, mm-hmm. the guy had to read like a bajillion spots during Blue Jays games, and I actually saw it on his sheets, and I know because we took this in first year broadcasting. Yeah. You mark your copy. So, like, say it says it's a Calgary Flames game day, brought to you by South Point. Toyota, mm-hmm. you would like mark like uh, the words you have to hit in that sentence. Oh yeah, like yeah, you write your own notes on. Things yeah, but like, like there's that. actually yeah. symbols and stuff you use to mark your copy. Yeah, I remember doing some of that early on. Okay, but it was a lot of stuff that I felt like, why do like this? It feels like make work project at some yeah. points. Again, like, yeah. I feel like I can just do Again, my own thing. That, here. That's very old school yeah. to do it that way. But I'll never forget seeing Jerry Howard. And by the way, the guy had like eight highlighters for his score, uh, oh. like his 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 uh, lineup, his um, scoring that he did in the yeah, broadcast yeah. booth. It was incredible. The guy had an eight highlighter system. You would refer you to. Sh- you should see my Stampeders notes. I use like eight different colors when I'm writing Stampeders oh. notes. Okay, for watching a game. You have a clicky pen that's got the eight colors. On I it? do it all on a computer. Oh, okay. Back when I was in Mount Royal University, we still used tape, and that was like not even ten years ago. Mm. Like reel to reel tape, like little cassette tapes. Oh, okay. I thought you said like I reel to reel. Not reel to reel. No, that it was, wasn't. What a pain in the ass. It wasn't that is to edit, Let me tell you. Well, the entire thing. It was like, what are we doing here? This yeah. is all essentially obsolete at this point. Yeah. Now they don't use those anymore. Believe it or not, they no. actually get to use Digital. hard drives and stuff. Yeah. Crazy. It is crazy. Um. So, uh, it's a Flames game day. Brought to you by uh, South Point Toyota. Um. Flames and uh, Blues tonight, and uh, another conversation my man Julian McKenzie and I had last night. Big three-two win for the Royals last night. Uh, your boy, two Genos and a and an apple. Great. Um, wanted to talk about this. Mm-hmm. We've been uh, all summer, mm-hmm. and pretty much since the Flames were eliminated from playoff contention. What are you been saying? October, November, really important for this team. Like so important for this team. Yeah. It's it's the eighth game of the season. <laughs> I know Kelly Rudy busted it out in that game against the Rangers. Mm-hmm. It's tonight a must win. No. Okay. 
Nope, it's not. It's still early on in the season. We haven't even played 10 games yet. Okay. It's not even... Yeah, it is what it is. Like, I, I understand for the mentality and to try and keep things on the rails here. But I also believe that, you know, we've seen teams galvanized by other things later on in the season and be able to pull themselves out of holes before. You don't want to have to start digging. But I think that one of the big things that's almost encouraging to this point is that the rest of the Pacific Division is kind of stumbled out of the gate as well, minus the Vegas Golden Knights. Who are an absolute wagon. Yeah, they're ridiculous. So, I don't know. In that sense, uh, not necessarily. I, I do think it's important to try and get some wins here, and you got to get feeling good about your game. Well, and yeah. Everything with Zadorov here lately is definitely has people talking about the team in a sense of, what is really going on here with the Calgary Flames? Mm-hmm. In that sense, yeah, a must win, I guess. You also have a team coming in here in the St. Louis Blues who have also struggled out of the gates. This is a team that cannot score, much like the Calgary Flames. Mm. So in that sense, you also have a, an, an opponent here that is almost ripe for the picking. Patrick, is it a must win? No, I don't think it's a must win just yet, but you do want to see this team start to take uh, steps in the right direction tonight. I mean, the Blues, Jordan Bennington's great. If Jordan Bennington's playing, we don't know if Bennington's going to be starting tonight, but he's been a winner. He's, he's been great to start this year. So uh, they got to be wary of that. You just want to see the right things. You want to see everybody just taking the right steps forward, but it's not a must win. But when do we start thinking like, hey, when's it going to get too late? Is it well, is it U.S. Thanksgiving? Is it two weeks from now? Like, like we were, uh, we're going to the uh, the outdoor game. Like that game is like, it's, it's so yeah. polarizing because of how it could be as it's a important. launch off point for both clubs. Yeah, it's important. We're going to the um, Heritage Classic on Sunday. Uh, Matt and I will be hosting a live show from Edmonton on Sunday, October 29th from two to four p.m. Brought to you by Tuxedo Source for Sports. Come see why Calgarians continue to choose them for all things hockey. Twenty five twenty Center Street North. I'm excited to go up and see the environment, see all the ice and setup and Commonwealth. Last time I was there for a game, it was also a bit of a skating rink back for the Great Cup. Yeah. Stampeders won. Well, this is going to be cool. Speaking of skating rink, we're doing uh, our show right near the rink. Yeah. We're going to be, we're, be we're doing We're doing the, uh, where Derek and Megan are situated for the broadcast, we're doing our show from two to four. So we're going to be right there. Bring a coat. So if you're a couple layers, be shady down there. If you're, yeah, we'll be. It'll be probably chilly. Yeah. Um. So if you're going to the game, wave to us. Maybe we'll see you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go, Rasek, you suck. And I'll just like wave. Hi. Thanks for listening. I might try and go interact with some fans between our show and the start, and try and get a little something, something for Monday. I might. Oh, okay. Might go out into the masses. Oh, I was thinking about having some beers. Test after the temp. <laughs> well, the game starts at five. I'm not going to drink in the press box. So that's. Oh, that's right. We got to sit in the press box. Like, once again, there's not going to be a lot of drinking going on. We're going up. We're working. We do the game Are until you eight this o'clock. Is a business trip. Yeah, because we're only going up for the one night. Okay. So unfortunately, it's a business trip. Got to get up drink in the morning. After? We can. What? Got to get up, do the show. Yeah. Prep for the show. Yeah. It's going to be a big Sunday. We're not going to watch any of the NFL. We're going to be doing a show from a hotel room. Yeah. It's going to be Sorry weird. to the poor lads and lasses that have to share a wall with us as yeah. we yell in the morning. <laughs> um, I think I got connecting rooms, though. Mm. Okay. 
still that that leaves party room at least three or four shared walls ceilings or yeah, floors absolutely so. um because if if the flames don't win tonight sunday's game's really important now because mm-hmm. it is like all of a sudden you know you can't you certainly can't win the division or clinch a playoff spot in october but you can certainly start to play your way out of it because what kind of hole is this team is this team capable of digging itself out of a hole like there's a lot of talent on this team but what we've seen so far through seven games has a lot of feels from last season where you have great stretches of play, yet you can't score on a consistent basis. Like Tyler Toffoli scored another two goals last night. Guys ripping it up in New Jersey. And I was thinking about this too. I think Tyler Toffoli is going to end up with more goals than Huberto and Kadri combined. I don't know if that's that hot of a take. With the way that but, things but have isn't started. that crazy to say that you're right? It's not that hot of a take. Well, I don't know. Huberto is not someone that I look at and say he's going to score even twenty every year. That's not necessarily what I expect out of the guy. Um, and Tyler Toffoli is playing with Jack Hughes. Yeah, like one had, of the best like players in the NHL. Yes, he, he, and easily one of the best setup man in the NHL. Hey, here's a spoiler. He's on my game breaker list. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Also on mine. Uh, Jack on, Hughes. Yeah, he's on mine. Oh. You guys cheating off me now? Yeah. <laughs> Jack Hughes. Uh, spoiler alert. Breaker. Only devil on my list. Yeah. yeah. Me too. My mm. same here. Mm. Me too. You're like, huh. Wow. Yeah. Jasper oh. Bratt wasn't on your list? Uh, no. I hummed and hot on. Dougie no. Hamilton's a bit of a game breaker. Timo Meyer has that potential, Timo I think. Timo Meyer. I bet you if they could do it all over again, they don't acquire Timo Meyer. Yeah, he scored a big goal for him. Yes, the amount a, of money they're paying. That was a he, real big contract. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, not a lot of those Hughes brothers, too. Um, again, important game for the Calgary Flames. One more thing, too, I wanted to ask, because I've been thinking about this, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of things go through my mind mm. for the show mm. that I like to just throw it on the air. Yeah. Who's a better goaltender, Jacob Markstrom or Jordan Bennington? Jacob Markstrom. Are you sure? Yes. The stats will say Bennington to start this year. Because here's my here's my argument to that. Jacob Marsham's never played at the level Jordan Bennington has played at. Like deep in the playoffs, winning a cup type level? Like, I guess in the postseason you could say that. Yep, I'm just saying. But Jordan Bennington has also never really been a good regular season netminder. Vili Husso essentially took the net from him until he traded him away. Yeah. And now Joel Hofer is going to take the net from him this year. You think so? I do think so. Okay. Because Joel Hofer is a very good young netminder. And Bennington has not been great this year. He's got good numbers, but that's because the Blues have a pretty stout defense. We're going to see him tonight. Maybe. I, I would take Jacob Markstrom over Jordan Bennington every day of the week. Okay. That's not even close. I like how passionate you are about that. I'm not a huge fan of Jordan Bennington. I know you're not. And I'm a big fan of Jacob Markstrom. Okay. Um, Rose reports next. What do you got for us? Oh, we got all sorts of stuff. One hockey game yesterday. Uh, we got uh, the NBA kicked off. Hey, yeah. I watched a lot of NBA yesterday. NFL, baseball. Dusty Baker's out. He's done. Lizard's done. Out. He's hanging up the toothpick again. Yep. Uh, we'll get into all that. Okay. We'll do that next. Um, it's the big show. It's George. It's Matt. It's Patrick. It's GVP with a lot of reach. Sportsnet 960, Jeez. the fans. Thursday, it's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. 
downtown studio at the top of the hour. Our man, Ross Tucker, the Ross Tucker podcast, NFL on CBS, Westwood One. He'll join us. Uh, Bills and Bucks from Buffalo tonight. There, there are, I would, I, I would hazard a guess that there are many people already in the parking lot of the stadium getting after it already. And it's 8.30 Buffalo time right now. Doing the breakfast. Already getting a little boozy at 8.30 <laughs> in the morning. And I am not, it's not hyperbole. I'm not over-exaggerating. Bill's games are where humanity goes to die because there's literally animals at that at those Bill's games. <laughs> animals. And I just can't imagine when they play in prime time. I'll just, I don't even know how guys make it to the to kickoff. Like there, There's guys in the parking lot drinking right now, 12 hours away from kickoff. Like, there's no way you could make it. I couldn't make it that long. Could you imagine sitting in the parking lot? I wouldn't want lot? to. I wouldn't want to go to but, a ga- the game that early. But that's that, just me. Okay, but that's, but like that's 12 what hours they, ahead of they kickoff. tailgate. Like, how many tables can you jump through? Like, 12 <laughs> hours? Like, what's that? Lots. What do you do? What do you yeah. do for that much time? Yeah. It's a lot of cornhole. Yeah. You probably eat like 10 burgers just, yep. just because you don't have anything else to do. Yeah. There's dudes tailgating right now because that's how much they love tailgating and the Buffalo I wish Bills. they had a webcam. Like, um, you they know, should. like how they have on ski hills. Like, live like, traffic cam. Yeah, like a live, yeah. Or a traffic cam. Like, yeah. Look at, look at the crowd starting to filter in. Look at, oh, we have our first table smash. You like, can see it on the stream. Could you imagine in like, Five hours from now, there's people tailgating in front of the Flames game. That would be impressive. And they're all of a sudden like, I can't wait until we beat the S out of the Blues tonight. And they go in, you're already nice and lubed up. Yeah, it would be fun. I would like to see those crowds. Can you confirm that there's no drunk tank at the Saddle Dome? A drunk Uh, jail? There's a jail at the Ralph. A lot of stadiums have jails. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that there's one at the saddle. <laughs> you sure? I feel like I would have been in it before. Yeah. <laughs> okay. After too many heroin beers? Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, people getting after it in Buffalo right now. It's insane. Mm. And that's why those games are so rowdy in Buffalo, especially on a Thursday night. We'll talk about the Bills and Bucks. Look around the National Football League. It is a Calgary Flames game day, and it's brought to you by South Point Toyota. Pre-game with Pat Steinberg is at 6. Puck drop with Wills and Mickelson goes at 7. But right now, Maddie's turn to shine. The Rose Report. And it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. Maddie Rose. Oh, good morning, friends. Welcome aboard. So much to tell you about. Flames back at it, hosting the Blues. 11 games on the slate. Week 8 of the NFL season gets going. Raptor season is now on the go. Final injury report for the Stamps, plus their award nominees. We got lots of stuff. Lots of stuff, so let's get after it. We will start with the Flames. Day off yesterday. Morning skate today ahead of their 7 o'clock game with the St. Lewis Blues. We win blue. Flames trying to snap a three-game losing streak. The Blues coming in on a bit of a slow start as well. 
They've played five games so far. They've scored two or less goals in four of those five games. They have the third fewest goals per game in the league this season. They're scoring less than the Calgary Flames. Only Brandon Saad has two goals. They have only have 10 goals on the season. Nine guys with one. Oh eight guys with one. And Brandon Saad has two. They're one for 15 on the power play. Are you saying take the under tonight? Uh, yeah, that, that sounds like a good play. The Blues have also won eight of the last 10 matchups against the Flames. So a little bit really? of something there, too. 7 o'clock puck drop. Three game ago at 6. Flames talk at 4. You can watch this on Sportsnet West. How stunning is it that when you actually look at the statistics of the Calgary Flames through seven games, mm-hmm. that Nazem Kadri just has one assist? I think it's, yeah, the, it's one of the glaring stats with this team. I think it's one of the reasons that he's shown a lot of frustration recently. But there's not a lot of guys on this team who are scoring. See, who's down there with one point? Nazem Kadri. Uh, he's Chris only had Tanev. a Dryden Hunt, Jordan Osterley, and Chris Tanev. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's tied with Mackenzie Weger, AJ Greer, and Denny Gilbert. While also leading the club in shots. 22 of them so far on the season, which is solid number. Not a lot through seven games when you really think about it. Yeah, it's about well three, three. per game. Yeah. That's, a, that's a solid clip to be at if you're Kadri. Um, the minus eight is definitely glaring Ooh. as well. Listen, he's there's a lot of players on this team who aren't doing very well offensively, and he certainly comes to mind. Seven o'clock start. Pre-game will go at six. Markstrom tonight, right? Back to back? It's gotta be gotta be markstrom and then markstrom sunday yeah and then markstrom probably for a little while um ducks bruins five o'clock start that'll be on sportsnet pacific east and ontario if you want to take a peep at that one also on the slate kraken and hurricanes the jets visit the red wings the blue jackets will visit the canadians avalanche and penguins the nathan mckinnon against Sidney crosby game 16th time that they'll meet in their career sharks and Lightning from Tampa Bay. Then at 5.30, the Flyers host the Wild, and the Islanders host the Senators. 6 o'clock sees the Leafs visit the Stars. Final game of the night, Rangers-Oilers from Edmonton. That'll be on Sportsnet 1 at 7 o'clock. Yesterday, one game, Devils-Capitals. Wild one, though. Caps open up the scoring. They had an early 3-0 lead, but then Jersey scored four unanswered. Three of those goals coming in a span of 2 minutes and 11 seconds. Dylan Strome tied the game for Washington. His fourth this season came 18 seconds into the third period. And then after that... Puck fired here from the top of the circle by Dougie Hamilton on the far side. That blocked before Shepard. And a two-on-one coming here. Mantha passing. McMichael shooting. A backhander. He scores! Connor McMichael able to hop in past Vanacek for his second goal of the game. Two goals in two minutes. It's five for Washington. Yeah, they flipped that game on its head. Connor yeah. McMichael gets the game. Winner John Walton with the call in the cap. Radio Network. Anthony Mantha had a goal and an assist. A rare Mantha sighting. Alex Ovechkin also hit an empty net or he scored in back-to-back days. Nothing to worry about with these Capitals, right? 6-4, final score. They beat the Devils. Um, Tyler Toffoli scored two goals again uh-huh. last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to ask you another hypothetical question here for mm-hmm. both of you. You know what? I'm going to even know. Scored two it goals on two shots in his shot prop. Ridiculous. Anyways, continue. No. Um, I'm going to ask you guys this question. Which is more likely to happen? Tyler Toffoli hits 50 goals 
or Jonathan Huberto scores 80 points? The way the season's going so far, I think you have to go to Toffoli. Yeah, there. Toffoli in the 50s, probably. Right. The... 50? Yeah. GDP? I mean, I don't think Huberto's hitting 80, so I'd hop on Toffoli. <laughs> okay. So, like, if that's... he plays for Jack Hughes the whole year and Jack Hughes gets 120 points... Somebody's got to score those goals. Someone's got to put those game pucks right in now. the net. Yeah, he's off to a ridiculous start. Yep. Um, now, granted, we also saw this from Bo Horvat last year, and he fell off a cliff in the back half of the season. Sure. And ended up still with like 35 goals, which is an amazing year. Um, but yeah, I, I would probably lean that way more so than the other right now. Okay. We had to break it all down. Um, but they do lose yesterday. NFL Week 8 gets underway from Buffalo. We get the Bills hosting the Buccaneers. Buffalo, nine and a half point favorite. Ooh. They got some key injuries on defense. Matt Milano is the biggest one, but they've been without him for a little while here. The Bills are four and three. The Bucks are three and three. How are you looking at this tilt tonight? Yeah, it feels like a lot of points. There's something stinky about this line tonight. Mm-hmm. And the Bills secondary, you can throw on them right now because they're so depleted. Yep. Obviously, the injuries they have on defense, it's a big deal. You know what I do like tonight? Some Chris Godwin and Mike Evans props. Mm-hmm. Sign me up for those. Maybe some Cade Otten tight end <laughs> props. Yeah. For the Bucks. Mm-hmm. You know what else I like, too? What? How many catches is Kincaid going to have? Dalt. Yeah. For the Bills. Big tight end for the Bills. Yeah, no Dawson, Dawson Knox. Knox is out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is Quinton Morris, another tight end of theirs. What's so they're the gonna total? be limited on tight ends. Uh, 43 and a half. Yeah. That seems light, too. I know. And the weather just, might be a factor there, too. I just worry about can Tampa score 20? I think they can. Like I, I and it's not even with Buffalo's depleted defense. I just think with Tampa's offense, mm. the way it goes, I just can they Especially get twenty? They struggled against the Falcons so on get, Sunday. Yeah, I think it's going to be like a tight, you know, tight game. I think okay. it goes under, but all right. I just worry if the Bucks can get to twenty. Okay. Well, they've only scored nineteen points combined over their last two games, <laughs> so I think it's fair to uh, question that. Uh, Six fifteen is when this one is going to start kickoff. Week number eight in the NFL season. Also, a note on Brock Purdy. Uh, put yeah. him in concussion protocol yeah. yesterday. Late, those uh, late symptoms are the scary ones you worry about. Apparently yeah. suffered a concussion on a QB sneak in that Vikings and Niners game. Uh, his stats before the supposed collision. Yeah. 19 for 24, 252, and a touchdown after the hit. Mm. Two for six, 20 yards, two interceptions. That does not look good. No. For the 49ers. No. Uh, obviously, his status very much in question for this week. I don't think anybody's ever been in concussion protocol and then cleared for the weekend. Uh, as the yeah, Niners no, play late. the it's, Bengals this weekend. Kenny Pickett, Sam Darnold. L- Kenny Pickett last year had the concussion systems prop yep. up on a Wednesday, and he didn't play. So We're going to see some Sam Darnold for the Niners. Yeah, see how that Shanahan system goes. It's always fun when a starter goes down and you're like, oh, that's where he landed, hey? Yeah. Oh, well, Sam, Sam Darnold. Darnold fourth overall pick. San Fran. <laughs> Good for him. It's going to be what we're doing with Zach Wilson in a couple of years. <laughs> Stampeders walk through today. We'll mm. get depth charts this morning. Very exciting. That octopus certainly is, is all about business. Yeah, all about business. <laughs> Blue Bombers tomorrow, 7 o'clock, fan appreciation games. You know, they're going to be giving out a ton of stuff, mm-hmm. including 45 game-worn jerseys. You'll be able to uh, win those and go down on the field after the game, get them signed by the players themselves. So that's pretty cool. Out for this game, Brandon Dozier, defensive back, calf injury. 
Terrell McLean, defensive lineman, ankle injury. And Brad Muhammad, defensive back, out with a hand injury. Good to see Renee Paradis with his shoulder. Uh, does look like he's going to be able to play. Sean McEwen had the birth of the child earlier on in the week, expecting him to play as well. Peyton Logan has been a full participant with a hamstring injury, the running back for the last couple days, so that's good news. Great news on the injury report for the Stampeders. What, what are you guys expecting out of tomorrow's game? I don't know. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers aren't bringing all of their starters. It sounds like Drew Brown is going to get the start over Zach Caleros. For me, I'm just looking forward to seeing what the Stamps can throw at the Bombers. Probably not going to open up the playbook too much and try and show too much. Just go out there, try and stay healthy, and try and build on last week's solid effort against BC. A lot of preseason vibes, Patrick? Um... I don't know about that. I think Calgary, I think the both teams I think are going to be. I think it's really, a little light. I think it's a little well, light. Yeah. Dave said that yesterday, right? Like if you're if you're banged up, you're probably not gonna play. And but like if only, you're not, like it's full speed. And obviously ahead here. we haven't Doge, been good enough this season. Like, like Dozier's the big key. Like he was like you want him healthy for next week. So yeah, I'm fine with him taking a break. The Same nice thing Muhammad. there is that Michael Griffin is healthy and is a rookie who is really good in the first half of the season, but then he got hurt, but he's healthy and good to return. So this is actually a great opportunity for him to kind of get his feet under him well, if they need to use him in the playoffs if this injury to Dozier is a little bit more serious than it kind of appears, right? Uh, also, they announced their awards yesterday uh, for most outstanding, uh, the nominees for the Stampeders, at least. For most outstanding player, it is uh, receiver Reggie Bagleton. Dave Dickinson had this to say about a star receiver. I haven't seen, uh, like you said, all the other team's nominees, but I have noticed some other players besides quarterbacks stepping up, and I think Reggie's done that for us. He's been super important uh, for us. And, you know, we, we probably don't win six without Reg. And I just felt like he's been a consummate pro, hard worker, making big plays when we need to, uh, challenging himself, all good things. He also won the Herm Harrison Award for community involvement. Uh, so love to see that. How about this, though? Only three of the nine team nominees for most outstanding player are quarterbacks. Across the CFL this year, there has been bad quarterback play. There yep. has been quarterbacks injured a lot. And as a result, we're seeing a lot of skill position players and even one defensive player in Saskatchewan yeah. getting nominated for like, most outstanding player. Like we, we all know that the quarterback's the most important position. Like, look at the NFL. Like, if you were to give out an MVP award through seven weeks of the NFL season, it's probably Miles Garrett, is it not? Overall body of work? Yeah, he's right up there for what he can do as an impactful type player and what he's shown no, on the No, it's field. Patrick Mahomes. The, uh, yeah, and I, I would say if the Browns had a better record, yeah. yes. Like, he's been doing very good. But Lamar he, Jackson he is going to be himself. a sneaky. He's mm. going to find himself into this MVP race. Just wait until you. Kyler Murray gets on the field, boys. Oh, wow. He's going <laughs> to come off his spaceship. Uh, he looks like an alien. The yeah, guy looks like an alien. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if he peeled off his face and he was a lizard. Right on. I mean, anybody could play football or baseball that good. It, yeah, he's he's an alien. Okay, good. That's really good. Uh, defensive player of the year for the Stamps, Micah Awe, their middle linebacker. Most outstanding Canadian, Cam Judge, their wide side linebacker. Good to see those two mm. both get the call. Most outstanding offensive lineman, Sean McEwen. Most outstanding rookie, Clark Barnes. Actually missed the back half of the year, but wasn't a great crop of rookies for the Stamps this year. And as for special teams player, it's, uh, you know him, you love him, Rene Paradis, the kicker. Of course. Raptors were in action last night, kicking off their season against Anthony Edwards and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Before the action, the Raptors announced they had exercised the fourth-year team option of guard forward Scotty Barnes. Mm. Signed through the 24-25 season, he averaged 15.3 points last year, 6.6 .6 rebounds, 4.8 assists, 1.1 steals, and just under 35 minutes of action in 77 games last year for the Raps. As for the action, 
Raptors held a record of 24-4 all-time at home against the Timberwolves. They're hoping to improve on that one in this one, and it was Spicy P, Pascal Siakam, getting the Raptors crowd into this one early, and, of course, got the shout-out for our man, Brent Cron. Barnes, offensive rebound, Pascal. And, yes, indeed, the third time's a charm as he knocks it down from Winkler. Yeah. Yes, sir. Matt Devlin joined us yesterday. Legend. We asked him if he could sneak in a little Winkler reference. Boom! First points of the season for the Raptors, and we get it there. Uh, Siakam cashes in to kick off the game. One of his three shots from beyond the arc. He finished with 15 points and seven boards. New addition, Dennis Schroeder. Led the way scoring-wise for the Raps, 22 points, 7 assists. OG had 20 and 6 boards. And Scotty Barnes, two boards shy of a double-double. His stat line, 17, 8, and 5 on 38% shooting. For the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards picks up right where he left off from the FIBA World Cup. 26 points, 14 boards. Raptors were able to stave off the rest of the Wolfpack. They win a tight one, 97-94, George. Yeah, Schroeder... um doubling down on his uh, MVP performance at the World Cup, leading Germany to the gold medal. He was excellent last night. You see how he showed up to the game? Yeah. He was dressing? What he was wearing? Holy crap. He was styling. And you know who I was really impressed with last night? Uh, Scotty Barnes. 17 points, a career-high five blocks. He was a savage Darko on the defensive side a, of the uh, basketball. Darko says he can be a defensive player of the year. Because he says he can he can defend anybody yep. if he has to. That all-around type guy. Play all five positions, man. That's... That's big to and have. It was, and it was interesting to see the rotation last night because a lot of dudes got into the game. Grady Dick, great name, played uh, in two minutes. Uh, we didn't see Chris Boucher, though. Yeah, coach's decision didn't get to go. But, you know, there's, you know, Precious got in there. I yep. wanted to see what Grady Dick could do. Yeah, man, this is, is going to be fun. It's going to be, uh, this is Raptors basketball this season. Play really good defense and hope you can get enough Shoot scoring. the three. Shoot yeah. the three better. Shoot the three. Uh, it's the first win for Darko Ryakovich. First one as a coach in the NBA. Raptors be in action again on Saturday, hosting the 76ers. Tip off in that one will be at 530. Anything else from the association's first real big day? Catch your eye. You had Luka Donk- Doncic with the 30-point triple-double, kind of spoiling Victor Wembanyama's debut. Yeah, yeah he's kind of like uh, just thrown into the, the I guess, the the shallow end there to, to see how it is. He's just watching him go up and down the court. It's, it's just mine. And I'm also excited to see when he's a freak. The when guy's 7-4. And, and, he, and, and, and there, is, there is a legit a player in this league we didn't get to see last year that can match him size for size. Chet Holmgren in Oklahoma yeah. City. He was the second overall pick last year. Missed all of last year because of an injury. I'm waiting for that San Antonio. Chet Oklahoma Holmgren, stick. though, looks like a popsicle stick. I love Chet Holmgren. Yeah, he's a good player. He looks like a popsicle stick. So does Weminyama. Yeah, well, he does. But Weminyama, again, uh, got like, early foul yeah, trouble. Like yeah. he, he wasn't that good Four in his fouls debut, but that's fine. He still time. scored 15 points, pretty good. <laughs> you know what I'm really interested in seeing? Mm-hmm. Can Zion Williamson play a season? He's one. Big. This is a he lot. Looks, of, okay. He doesn't look as big. No, the Pelicans like, but have that been guy holding him back. That guy's the most dominant yeah. player in the NBA if he's if he stays healthy. Because when he goes to the hoop, when he takes it to the rack, to the hoop, yeah, the rack, you can't stop him. He's just too strong. He looks like. But a the bit thing of is, a, his body just explodes all the time, like a smaller Shaq. He does. That's what I heard some people compare him yeah. to, with a little bit more explosiveness. Yes. SGA had an opening night, 31 points for the uh, Thunder. Sneaky MVP pick. Maybe. And Chris Tapps Porzingis had a nice debut in Boston as well. Oh, great. World Series Media Day today. 
I'll tell you my take on Christoph on Porzingis. KP. Okay. Well, and, hey, uh, I can't say it. Just go back to the other music. We can do it right now. Let's no, go. No, I can't. Oh, oh you can't do it on no, the. No, I get fired for oh, it. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's good that we got here then. Yeah. All right. Okay. We should probably get to the other music then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's yeah. move on. Sorry good. about that. Yeah. No. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, World Series Media Days today. Dedicate one of the World Series Friday night. Your Texas Rangers hosted your Arizona Diamondbacks. Our Arizona Diamondbacks. That's who I'm cheering for in this thing. Uh. Games 1 and 2 Friday. Both of them are going to be 6 o'clock starts. Also, yesterday, Dusty Baker announced his retirement for the second time. He came out of retirement about four years ago, won a couple of World Series with the Astros after they obviously had the sign-stealing scandal prior. 26 seasons as a manager for Dusty, 2,183 wins at his seventh most. He won pennants in both leagues. He won divisional titles with five different teams. Wow. Yep. What a career. What a career. Hanging up the toothpick. Off to Cooperstown. And the latex gloves. Yeah, weird. And then he wore, like, batting gloves on the... Dude, dude's interesting. Nothing beats when uh, when he when he was the manager of the Giants way back when, where his son almost got smoked. Dil- uh, or Darren. Yeah, because he was the bat boy. Yeah, World And he Series. ran out there, and it's like they had to pick <laughs> him up. If you get a chance to watch that highlight, watch that highlight. It's dramatic. It's terrifying and awesome at the same time because like, the kid was fine. He didn't like, get hurt. Heads up. Who grabbed him? Yeah. There's a trivia question. Yeah. Do you, do you know the answer grabbed, to that? I do not know. Oh, that would have been a fun I want to say to... JT Snow. But, I think but... it was JT Snow. <laughs> That's a great bowl. <laughs> That could have been a fake name. It was JT Snow. Wow. Great yeah. Incredible. Look at you boys. Wow. Round of applause. Yeah. Everyone's impressed. Great job. Junior hockey notes. Uh, Okotoks Oilers visit the Drum Dragons tonight at 7 o'clock. Little AJHL action. Yesterday, the NHL Department of Central Scouting released their preliminary rankings for the 2024 draft. The Calgary Hitman with a couple of ranked players. Defenseman Carter Yakumchuk. He got an A, which denotes a probable first round pick Carson Wetch the forward go to B which denotes like a second or third round pick and also nine players from the AJHL were listed including Gavin Garland of the Calgary Canucks 15 players from the CJHL were listed nine of them from right here in Alberta that's a good ratio love to see it lights up the joint yes sir and good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, terrific stuff, Maddie. The Rose Report is brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Straight ahead, Ross Tucker, NFL analyst, CBS Sports, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, courtesy of our friends at Tom's House of Pizza. Uh, at 7.30, we'll talk to Corey Sarich, uh, Flames analyst for Sportsnet. And at 8 o'clock, um, we'll break down the Flames and Blues tonight down at the Dome. And also, hey, we keep talking about the Flames don't have a game breaker, but who are the game breakers in the NHL right now? We got lists. We'll do that at 8 o'clock. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.